0: Hey, this is Keir from the Sparking Entrepreneur Show. And today we have Smoan Sloan with us. Smoan is an executive coach, diversity, equity, and inclusion consultant. She is an expert facilitator and a best-selling author. Smoan is known for her talks on executive coaching, toxic rock stars, emotional intelligence, and leadership development. Smoan, welcome to the show.
1: Oh, thank you. It's just a pleasure to be here.
0: Let's begin with your journey. Let's know Smoan. Tell us about from... Kingston to coaching, right? <laughs> How did that transition happen?
1: Absolutely. I'm originally from Kingston, Jamaica. Moved here in the state, high schoolish, and in my Mi- in the Miami area, and then went from. Howard University in Washington, D.C. Lived a little bit in France as well and did some consulting work there and then came back to the States to get my MBA. And that's where I where I started working in the pharmaceutical industry. My bachelor's was in pharmacy and with the business degree, it really propelled me to go more on the business side within the industry. I left corporate about 11 years ago and started my business, which is Your Choice Coach. And this is where we really focus on looking at the people side of the business. You mentioned executive coaching, but really what we do is around emotional intelligence, cultural competencies, help organizations really look at their people, right? And in, in a different way and look at how they can marry that with their business objectives, as opposed to seeing it as two parallels, really more integrated as part of their business processes.
0: Got it. So tell us about any client success stories, any transformation that you remember this point? Yeah, I, it's interesting because they're from a coaching perspective, and I
1: can talk about that, we typically work with all across the organization from if you're an independent contributor or even if you are a leader, right, managing various teams and have several reports. And there was one who I worked with and I, I, I'll i redact any kind of information in terms of for identification purposes. So this particular, it was more a senior, had been with the organization for maybe 10, 15 years and was presented with the opportunity for coaching and came at it more as well, just give me the materials and let me do what I need to do, because he didn't really come in open, valuing it, really understanding what it was and why truly the intentions were there for this particular individual. And after process of working with them and them realizing that there was no hidden agenda, right? It's your agenda that you're bringing to the table. And having several conversations with this individual, we saw that over time, he was, this person was able to open up and open up to the sense where it became more vulnerable wasn't as guarded as, he, as they were in the beginning. Also was able to integrate and more engage his team in a different way through the coaching process and allowed him to see his team as human beings as opposed to folks just putting output. And I think at the end, actually recommended the program, the coaching to other colleagues across the organization. So it went from resistance and not trusting to really vulnerability, courage and
0: endorsement. Got it. Got it. Wonderful. Tell us about the inspiration behind joining coaching, like what exactly made you do coaching as a profession? Sure.
1: I was, while in corporate, oh my gosh, I think I was traveling maybe three or four hours a day. And I said to myself, what's my next step? What's really going to, what do I want to do next? Because this traveling was a lot. And I think for me, it was, came down to the fact that I wanted to look what my next step was. So I had my mentors and I did assessments. And I think this is where coaching really found me, because it was a point where I was searching and looking in terms, of what was going to be right for me. So I enrolled in a program that was like a year long coaching program. And you're not just being given information, you are actually engaged in the process. So I was co- I was being coached for a year. And so that process really opened up to a whole realm of possibilities for not only for myself, but also how I can give back to corporate America because there are so many things that are going on that we don't really address. We're very it's very transactional. It's very, at times can be very transactional. And so you don't get to really see folks. But I was always the one asking in terms of who do we want to be, in terms of how we show up as leaders and asking the cultural questions. So I think from that perspective, that was the motivator that got me, propelled me to go on this side of the business, if you will, of people. And change. And so that, those
0: were some of the motivations for me. Got it. Smon, one thing that I would want to ask is about toxic rockstar, right? So is it possible to turn toxic rockstars into team players? Tell us about the ways of it. Sure. The toxic rockstar comes in all shapes, colors,
1: forms, right? They're hidden, they can be hidden, and it, it, they're toxic in various ways. You yes. can have the most overt in terms of really not seeing the impact they're having on others. In various ways. And they're living in a bubble, regardless of however they show up as toxic, right? You can have the passive resistance as being toxic. You can have those who maybe who think I and I alone can do things and no one else can do it right better than I can. And so as a result of either how they're showing up toxically, they're marginalizing folks and devaluing the contributions that they can make and even just isolating themselves and they don't even realize it. So in terms of turning them into team players, absolutely. But there has to be a mindset shift that goes along with that because they don't realize the impact they're having. And so there's a self-awareness that needs to be built into the process as part of that change to take place and for them to really understand what their true intentions are, which is really for the business, right? If that's how they're showing up, to do well for the business, but then what's the impact that they're having on others while trying to meet those goals and objectives? As part of that self-awareness comes that flexibility because now it's a choosing. You're seeing the impact, but now you get to choose how you want to show up. Do you default into your comfort areas and get things done in that certain way and approach and continue to marginalize? Or do you lean in a different way, right? Flex your styles to ensure that other folks can be part of the conversation, be part of the decision-making, get the buy-in. Feel part of the team and move along with you. So from that element of that change continuum takes place. And then it comes into the feedback that you get at the end of that process, right? Are they getting the buy-in? Are they truly on your team? Do they really trust that this is not a one and done thing or is there going to be consistency? So those are the kind of the elements around it. The self-awareness piece, flexibility, right?
0: And then also the consistency. So self-awareness, consistency and flexibility flexibility yes so one question i would surely want to ask following up on the same line is to help them develop emotional intelligence, right? That is the main thing because they're not aware. They're not aware, absolutely.
1: And it comes into and really the focus when you talk about the emotional intelligence piece part, as part of this process is how do they perceive themselves? And usually they think they Some of them feel that they're very they're bigger than God, right? They're larger than life, I alone. Um. And so how do you see yourself? But then the second part is how are you being perceived? And if they don't really take that time to think that you're not. The great the biggest thing as apple pie, or the best thing is apple pie. And folks may not see you in that same light. That's where the self-awareness piece comes in. To understand that, yeah, I think I'm bigger than life, but others are not perceiving that. And how do you flex that and change that perception, right? To ensure that folks can really see you
0: as opposed to be affected by you. Got it. Yes. What a wonderful way to put that. Smol, tell us about some things that I haven't asked you yet, but (laughs) you surely want to answer. What are the questions? What are some of those questions? And what are your answers to those questions?
1: Okay. Some things that I think in terms of, one of the things that you didn't ask is around my passions and what do I really enjoy outside of work. Work is fantastic. And I really enjoy, and very passionate about the diversity and inclusion work that we do. But when I'm not working, I love going into nature. And I think that as entrepreneurs push ourselves a lot, but it's also important to step back and do that reflection and find your being a way of kind of wellness, right? Self-care that goes along with the entrepreneurship journey. And for me, that's going into nature and hiking and just taking some time. That's one thing I would say that I really in addition to the work I do, self-care is also another piece we should also take into consideration.
0: Wow. You just opened my eyes to myself a lot without getting the necessary rewards. So maybe I could put that into my schedule. Let's move on to the book. So tell us about the book. Sure. So we I've co-written several books around leadership. And
1: I think that for us, it was a really nice collaboration to come together and to work on one of which was what I talk about in terms of leaders and leadership styles and how do we become more inclusive in our leadership abilities, because then that also speaks to that self-awareness. It also speaks to the flexibility, right? But also empathy, which is another component of that emotional intelligence of understanding and not, and the flexibility piece comes into play in terms of our leadership styles and how are we able to, is it a one style fits all mentality that you have? Or as you're building teams, working with vendors, right, working with other people and collaborating with other people, understanding what's in it for them, being able to tailor your style to meet their needs so you get that buy-in as part of the process. So those are some things that we talk about. We're very excited about the books, but we have several that we launched last year that really speak to how do you build culture? How do you build yourself as a leader? And how do you build your
0: business? Let's speak about the bottom line, right? Tell us about how to increase revenue as a leader and then as an increasing revenue. One of the things I noticed with a lot of the clients that
1: we work with is the clarity piece. You have to really be crystal clear in terms of what business are you in. Yes, you may be selling technology. You may be selling product, some kind of service. But at the end of the day, what really is the business that? you're in. There's a coffee company, for example, that was really looked at, they sell coffee. But when they stepped back and really evaluated what they were selling, it was an experience. An experience because when they think about it, they were bringing, they work with people with disabilities, for example, employing them, having them the front line facing of clients and customers. But at the end of the day, it's that they're saying, yeah, we sell coffee, but really we're selling an experience. Know what business you're in. We're in the business, we're in the people business and people for change, right? Yes, we do in emotional intelligence, diverse inclusion. At the end of the day, it's people, process and change know what business you're in once you'd have the understanding of the experience right then what services then are you offering and what is the actual customer experience happening with you as part of that is it a one and done is it more continuous are you building a relationship all of these things come into play as part of that bottom line right because now you got clarity know what you're selling the experience now you can communicate it and that comes into your marketing right and how what you're communicating how you're communicating it, the collateral that you're putting out, the values and ethos of your business all of those things are part of that packaging that ends up in the bottom line.
0: Wow. You know about business and marketing ad. Yeah. No questions about the expert and speaking with. That's about the best ways of reaching out to you. Oh um, right.
1: yeah. Please reach out to me via LinkedIn and let me reference the show as well from Simone Sloan. I'm on LinkedIn. Check out my website yourchoicecoach.com especially those entrepreneurs who are either budding, thinking about starting their business, need some visioning and exercises, help them with your performance effectiveness reach out definitely
0: would love to hear from you so do reach out guys wonderful person to connect with and that leads me to my final question for the day Simone tell us about the action steps right one thing every everybody listening to this conversation should do after what are the action steps after this after listening to this conversation sure
1: if you depending on where you are in your business right for example if you are just thinking you have an idea put that idea on paper it becomes more real right If you are one to five years in your business and that things were maybe like a hockey stick, like going up and now it's leveling off. Maybe it's time that you look at, are you getting in the way? Do you need other folks who are in to work with you? If you do have a team, get out of their way. Let them do their jobs to be effective. So those are the things I would say. (laughs) Yeah,
0: Lajman was funny, very smart. So out of the way guys and that was today's episode of the Spagging Entrepreneur Show thank you so much Mon, for such a wonderful conversation thank you so much for having me I am your host Kiran Agrar, signing off you guys take care bye guys